It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio, the voice of freedom, the out loud truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. Hey, by the way, we're off today. It's because Kermit the Frog visited the house, so don't <laughs> worry about it, okay? America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on iHeartRadio Network, and you can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps on Apple, Android, and Alexa. That's a AAA, by the way. And we stream 24-7, and now you can hear them on the podcast on the same apps. Usually, all of our shows go up typically one or two days after the broadcast is live on talk radio. Okay, so you can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and the iHeart Podcast, as well as many, many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the National Security Hour show on Apple Podcasts for us. And be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. And you know there's a lot of news. You can go anywhere you want, but 24-7, you go to AmericaOutloud.com. You can see all the great shows. You can see a lot of things. You can hear a lot of things. And we do want you to pass the information around. We also must do our part, all of us. Share the stories, share the articles, share the videos so that we can help secure America's future. You can find out more about our show. Get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu nav bar at AmericaOutloud.com under show or schedule. And then you'll be in the know. And we're always in the know. So here's what we're going to do. First, we're going to say we want to say thank you. We're back. It's Dr. Michael Shoya and Colonel Mike doing the National Security Hour where you come to hear military intel, intel experts. And this week I have Froggy with me, Kermit the Frog. It's just um, I'm a little, I don't know if it's under the weather, over the weather, or it's called allergies. have no idea, don't care. But we're going to continue. So with liberty and justice for all, let me introduce my favorite co-host, Dr. Michael Schur. Welcome back to National Security Hour. Thank you, Colonel. I'm glad, I'm glad you're not sick and just, but allergies are a pain in the neck. So oh, I'll tell you what, pollen, 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 pollen in the valley. We don't have enough rain, as you know. Yeah. A lot of grass already died. A lot of things are dying. Uh, it's just, uh, usually we have a lot of water this time of year, but we don't have it, Mike. So, no. you know, it, it is what it is. And by the way, just so you know, uh, for you guys that are listening and you're in another coast or around the globe, uh, the East Coast, we have beautiful hot days and very cool nights, which we love now. This is something we haven't had in years, aren't it? Isn't that great, Mike? I, yeah, it's much better than living in Northern Virginia. Oh, terrible, terrible. Well, I mean, I'll sing down in the valley one day when my voice is better. So what do you <laughs> want to open up? <laughs> what do you want to open up with before we get to uh, our special guest, by the way, is coming on in segment two. Hang in there for segment two and three. Try to do the whole show in one or two pieces. So, Mike, what would you like to open up with? I think that uh, those fires that are uh, have been set in uh, southern in the southern southeastern part of the province of Quebec in Canada are very um, are very interest a very sad course uh, for the destruction of the trees and the wildlife that live uh, within the within the forests. But it, it you know we have already um, claims and videos of. Uh, portraying it as being set on purpose 
on uh, uh, videos that I could not tell if it was a big drone or an or a or a helicopter, but actually dropping uh, material that uh, once it left the airframe uh, ignited. And I look back. Uh, you remember then there there was sixty thousand pounds of uh, yes ammonium nitrate stolen. Yes. Yes. And and I. I gather from what I read that ammonium nitrate is very uh, unstable. Mm -hmm. And if you drop it into the air uh, from any kind of height of, of all, when the, when the oxygen hits it, it does become perhaps not like a, a, a napalm, but it does ignite. Mm. And it, there was three or four videos of that happening. And also the, the government in, in the province of Quebec and uh, the national government, Trudeau's government in, in um, Ottawa, uh, they are, don't be a, a, too much of a hurry to um, put them out. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, uh, I've read there are numerous retired firefighters who wanted to come and volunteer to do their work and they didn't, they didn't uh, uh, accept it. They won't hire them to do that. Wow. And um, the, um, uh, the, the fire chief in, in, the, in the province of Quebec mm -hmm. was on the radio, and he was saying that, listen, we, we have 30 fires that all started within an hour of each other or two hours of each other. And that's, that's just not, that's not something. What do you say, Mike? That's not a coincidence, right? No, it's not a coincidence. It's and he said he was very frank. He said that's impossible. Mm -hmm. uh, and here's a guy who's been doing it for you know probably to be the chief of it probably 20, 25 years, maybe mm -hmm. more. Um, but there's a lot of conversation uh, in the in the Canadian media that what Trudeau wants is an ex excuse to establish uh, organization in Canada. Uh, called uh like that would be a mirror of our fema oh i got you that would be you know in name something to help people mm -hmm. but in fact uh an organization to build things to be ready to incarcerate people in large numbers well that's uh that's some serious stuff and that's right up uh, right up you know it came right into the mid-atlantic it went right into new york city as you saw the pictures they were orange i don't know if those pictures were doctored or not there was a lot of uh, smoke and, you know, gray matter. Yeah. And D.C. was pretty heavy. Uh, outside of D.C. in the metro area, it was a little bit less heavy. But, you know, there was pictures that I saw that had orange colors in it. And I was thinking, is that the chemical or something that did they spray a chemical before the fire? Or was that, you know, photoshopped? I really can't say. No, I, I, I think I think we're all in that position. But the evidence seems to be leaning in the direction that they were uh, set by man. You know, down here in the valley, too, uh, we have a in our outer backyard, we have a pretty good view of the mountains. Mm -hmm. And they were they've been hazy all week. Less yes. less so today. Yes. And down here. And I also mm -hmm. heard I think that the airports in New York City were closed for a couple of days. Well, on Friday, we had a heavy rain in all the valley, Shenandoah Valley. We yeah. had a heavy rain for about a half hour, which cleaned it out. I mean, it was, it burned your eyes. Yeah. The stuff really burned your eyes. And, you know, uh, it, you know, it was only a half hour rain, but it, it, it was enough to clear it up. Yes. Let me just give a shout out, Mike, because we're talking about Quebec and, you know, you went to school in Canada and, you know, I used to go up there many times and many, many moons ago. And uh, there's that new, new uh, uh, 
it's a music station on uh, Sirius XM. It's called Racine's Musicals. I don't know if you heard it, but it's got the homegrown music, you know, from uh, from the uh, French part, the Quebec part of uh, Canada. It's really good music. It's French and Cajun and folk. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, uh, what do you call it? Appalachian. And, you know, uh, it's similar to like some of the New Orleans stuff with the accordions and all the, you know, if anybody wants to check it out and you got satellite, it's, uh, I think, Channel 166. Racine's Music House. I kind of like it once in a while. It brings you back to the old days when people were in the pub, you know, drinking yes. a beer or whatever, right? And you went to the live shows up in Quebec. Remember, Mike, back in the day? I do indeed. Yeah, you could walk into any of those pubs, summer, winter, whatever it was, and just sit down. And, and the most, uh, I don't know how, whatever, the most nicest people, right? Everybody was accepted. It wasn't like, hey, where's this guy coming from? Hey, well, you know, what state? Oh, he's a Yankee. Oh, he's a, no, no, no. Everybody was welcome in those places. And then you got up and sang, even if you didn't know what they were singing. <laughs> <laughs> you had one too many at the time. So you said, oh, I could do this. <laughs> but it's a really good channel. Uh, tune in on it. If you got Sirius Satellite, it's 166. It's real homegrown music and really big hits, too, from French Canada's rich history of the homegrown music. So uh, let's get back to uh, the fires for a second. I just wanted to give a shout out to 166. Say, if you're hearing us in Canada, and I know you are. Uh, we give you the shout out there and we feel bad for you because we know, you know, you guys are friends. We're New Yorkers and we we went up there many, many years when we were young. We went up to uh, New York and, and right into Quebec, it's winter, summer, spring, beautiful place. So uh, that's that's terrible. You know, it's really terrible what these people have to face with this guy, Trudeau. He's like you know, a, when you see him, he's like a little snack. You know, he's like yeah. a, a kind of of a. Goony kid in, in college that you'd just like to pop for being a prick. Well, you know, in 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 high school, we would have spitball that guy. He would be <laughs> yeah. he was a, he was a prime candidate. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I, re I read uh, this week he was in Italy, and he and the prime minister of Italy met. I think her name is Maloney, Georgia yeah, Maloney, and he he kind of uh, read her out that she's not good enough uh, in her treatment of LGBTQ. Oh, naturally. Yeah, naturally. And so did she, take, did she take a Neapolitan Mastiff and let him leak on his leg? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she, she, uh, uh, yeah, she, she responded appropriately, but they said the next day in some of the papers, big papers in Italy, this it, it, it was they put a picture of Trudeau, the famous picture of him, black uh, dressed in blackface as a as a, you know, like a, oh, I don't know, Al Jolson. Yeah. No, like the like the, the they used to call the the, the blacks um, or used to say the blacks were minstrels. They yeah, put yeah, the blackface and dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> you know, and it, it, the caption was something like, this man should talk that way to our prime minister. Right. And, uh, he, he, but, but he's honest. He's honest to God, a fascist and, and uh, no bones about it. He, he just thinks that depravity is grand. Uh, they, they are uh, a special people. Well, the last thing we need on this earth is another special people. Hey, you know, he should get a shirt. They should, the Canadians should get a shirt made. I'm Trudeau. I'm in the know in the front. And in the back, have, you know, Castro smoking a cigar. 
<laughs> That's my son. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> yeah, his, his mother rolled around a little bit in her day. You know, she was around. She did what they call the uh, the Lincoln Highway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Mike. Sometimes we can get off the beaten path on military and intel stuff, but Sometimes oh. we got to, that's what makes us the two mics. Go ahead, sir. I think that foreign, foreign uh, fire problem in Quebec is exactly a, a, a problem of uh, intelligence that mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, either being conducted by an intelligence service or but someone who's been trained to do that kind of deliberate arson. Well, I heard, I heard that the Chinese are pretty big up there. They're, in, they're pretty, you know, they're big in the country. You know, Chinese that have been there, Chinese that have coming there chinese that ran the police stations in vancouver and all that stuff but i heard and you know again this is rumor this is not fact uh the chinese might have been in the woods setting stuff up and it may may be in cahoots with the government we really don't know that we really don't know that you're right and also the universities in canada are chuck full of these people oh just like ours yeah just like ours got them all over the place oh by the way can can i mention this mike on the show today i think i I think i want to mention this to our audience in America and around the globe. Just so you know, after 9-11, and we're coming up on 9-11 in a couple of months, after 9-11 in America, what happened to the World Trade Center, the towers going down, planes were not allowed to land, and many planes, as you know, Mike, were flown into different parts of the world. The first place they went to is Canada. Remember that? They put a lot of flights and redirected them to Canada. And this is really not well known. I don't think the average American knows it. I think people up in New York and New England know it. Um, it was the Canadian people, not the government, the Canadian people who came in their own vehicles and their trucks to the airport to take Americans to their home, not to a hotel, not to a hospital, not to some you know shelter. They welcomed Americans that landed in Canada to stay in their home. And I think that's a big shout out to Canada. Oh, yeah. I, had, I had a friend who was coming home on the day of 9-11 and they diverted him to Newfoundland and mm-hmm. he was there for, uh, a, a, I think, a good week. And he mm-hmm. said every night, one church or another or one uh, town hall or another would have supper for everybody that were, was on those planes. Mm-hmm. And they were just excellent hosts and uh, caring hosts. Yes. So yeah. We've always had good relations with the Canadians, but now no one does because of Trudeau. Yes. But I and think there's a lot of unanimity uh, about what needs to be done among uh, conservatives in both countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether someone emerges to lead them in, in that direction or not, I, it will be uh, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, that was a, that was something I wanted to you know just say publicly uh, on this broadcast because yeah. a lot of people don't know how how welcome and and how welcoming and warm these people were back then and that was a critical time i mean it was a panic time for all people but especially the american people coming back home to find out that they could that from they were coming from all parts of the world all those flights you know sure. um, and there was probably people on those planes that might have had family you know in those uh, buildings so we never yeah. know but uh i met with the canadian uh ambassador i guess a few years later mike in dc um at a uh Canada Day, which is like a, just a day or so from Mars, like Fourth of July. Yeah, there's his July first, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's one of these super functions they do, 
at the Canadian Embassy in D.C., which, by the way, is like the largest embassy in D.C., the largest embassy. There's only two other embassies allowed on Pennsylvania Avenue, and that's Mexico and Canada. So Canada is just a small little thing. I mean, uh, Mexico, but Canada has got this huge, huge uh, embassy and property. And at that, and every year they do a different theme. That year they did it. It was uh, Winnipeg, I think it was. Okay. And they came in with the stagecoaches, the horses and all that. And everybody dressed up Western. It looked like, you know, Colorado on uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> and all the, all the food and all the uh, indigenous people and, you know, stuff like that. It's really, really, they put on a heck of a show. Yeah. And all the indigenous beer, which is always very good. Yeah, and they have all this food and all these beers and stuff and music and music from the French provinces and so on. And, uh, you know, I remember talking to the ambassador at that time and, you know, telling how how grateful that, you know, the American people were, you know, when they landed in Canada. And he said the same thing as you, Mike. He says, you know, we're just like one people, you know, just there's a border between us. Hey, we're coming down to the last two minutes of the uh, first segment hey again today we're lucky and fortunate enough to have another call uh, an old friend of ours is coming up we're going to talk a little bit about economics and she's been uh, you know when we were on radio she was there with us for quite a while so you're going to enjoy the next segment uh coming up on the national security hour and don't forget this is where you come to hear truth military intel experts but you come here because it's liberty and justice for all. It's free speech, okay? This is why you come to AmericaOutloud.com, AmericaOutloud.com, liberty and justice for all. We're going to be down to 30 seconds, and then we're going to go right to the commercial first break. And coming back, a little surprise treat for the listeners of the National Security Hour again. Hey, we're, th- we're thankful to come back again this week, even with my Kermit the Frog voice. And uh, I'll try to... It's kind of endearing, Colonel. I'm going to try to do something on the break that I can make. I can make my voice sound a little bit better. How's that? All right. Hopefully it'll work for a while. I think I have one of these. Uh, what do you call those things? The snake oil you get on the stagecoach? Yes. Yes. Spray, spray a little. Spray a little bit of that. Hey, we'll we'll see you on the other side. Coming up on a commercial break. You're on the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. 
wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Well, let's bring her on. We have Liz Peak on. She was on uh, two mics many times. And uh, we're bringing her on first time to the National Security Hour on America Out Loud, iHeartRadio. Liz Peak, welcome to the National Security Hour with two mics. Hey, thanks very much for having me. I'm delighted to join you. Well, we're so happy to have you back, Liz. So, Liz, what is what is going on with our economy? Can you give us some kind of direction? We, you know, one day we hear this crypto, the next day we hear this, and you know, it's it, five million jobs are created, and it's not as bad as it looks, and we can take care of the inflation, and we can do this with regards to mortgages and interest rates. Tell us a little bit about what your thoughts are. Well. Look, let's start with the beginning of our current economic cycle, which I think really was Democrats passing the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Bill soon after Joe Biden took office at a time when our economy was already recovering very rapidly from the pandemic. Uh, Growth in the first quarter of 2021 was 6%. We did not need another big infusion of money, but that's what Democrats wanted. They wanted to pay off the teachers unions, the blue cities, black voters, all the people who voted for Joe Biden and gotten him elected. So they pushed through a monster bill, only Democrat votes, which is notable only because the the rescue packages or the COVID packages up until then had been bipartisan. But I think Republicans said, wait a minute, we don't really know uh, how th- where this money is going to go. We don't know whether it's going to boost inflation. People were warning of that, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And if you look month by month by month, as that money seeped into the economy at a time when, yes, we did have supply chain problems, prices began to go up. And so inflation was literally like under 2% when Joe Biden took office. Uh, by you know, several months later, it was six, seven. And as you know, it got up to 9%. The good news is inflation has come down. It's now between four and 5%, depending on what you look at. Uh, and it's not really, I don't think, because the Fed has slowed the economy that much. That's what they're trying to do through one of the more aggressive rate hike cycles in our country's history. Uh, that will maybe slow the economy, maybe even push us into recession in the next couple of quarters. Um, it's really because, you know, that the world's economies accommodated uh, the increase in demand. I mean, basically, all those goods that were in short supply, uh, eventually manufacturers figured out how to supply demand uh, and the, the shipping costs began to come down. Now, where we are is the economy is growing modestly, around 2% maybe. Uh, inflation's around 4 or 5%. The real unknown is whether the really aggressive actions that the Fed has taken uh, over the past several months are, is going to launch us into a recession or not. I mean, it's just not clear. 
I'd say the, the split on opinion is 50-50. Um, but what we do know is that working class Americans, middle class Americans have seen their real incomes drop for about 20 months now as inflation outpage, outpaces wage gains. Uh, and that's why the uh, consumer sentiment is so terrible. People are worried, even though it's almost a full employment economy. I mean, employment, unemployment went up to 3.7% last month from 3.4, but that's still a very, very healthy jobs market. But even so, you know, the American people are not happy with what's going on. And uh, honestly, you can trace all of these problems, yes, back to COVID, but really back to that big spending spree. And of course, it goes on. I mean, they're still trying to spend hundreds of billions of dollars on student loan repayments, a terrible idea in my view. Uh, and they, you know, they keep passing bills to spend ever more money. So, you know, I, th I think American voters are aware of the problem. I think people are really tuned in now to our debts and deficits after the big fight over the raising the debt ceiling. And that's a good thing. And I think the Republicans in the House, even though McCarthy did a deal that the the conservatives were not happy with, I think the, the basic meaning of the House now is pretty positive. I mean, I think people are now, as I say, pretty determined that their voters want them to rein in spending. So that's a good thing. Okay. How about energy? I mean, we need to have something to, to make the energy prices come down a little bit, and yet they're looking to get rid of gas stoves. It's crazy. Uh, well, that those two things aren't totally linked, but what the Biden administration did when they came in I, I, I was just appalling. I mean, basically, they shut down drill, uh, issuing drilling permits. They shut down leasing new acreage to the oil industry. The momentum that our oil industry had gathered pre-COVID, uh, of course, disappeared during COVID, naturally, because every demand for everything went down. But we should be producing one to two million barrels a day, million barrels a day more than we are. We should not be granting leadership of this industry to Saudi Arabia. We're really kind of back where we were before America had their big surge, the unexpected surge in oil production, which turned around a long-term decline and mm -hmm. put us in the driver's seat. You know, the Biden administration has totally ceded that. Um, and really the best thing we could do for inflation, to your point, is to encourage the oil industry uh, to go out and drill. Who was it? Uh, one of the candidates, you know, or there's Trump when they asked him, uh, what can we do about energy prices or inflation? Drill, baby, drill. And that's honestly, that is, he's right. That would be a very, very uh, useful um, antidote. The, the problem is you've got the incredible climate hysteria in the oh, White House. Nuts. Nuts, I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, there really is no explaining it. And, and they're just nuts. <laughs> you know, really Go are. ahead, Mike. You, Mike, you have a question? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think Liz, you're you're correct uh, in most in all of what you say. But for from a common sense perspective, we're we're one election away from funding uh, one crooked election away from funding all of this uh, climate change, all of the the crap on uh, the woke people, and. And uh, it, it's a it's a very dicey time to be investing in America, I would think. Well, I don't think we're one um, 
uh, forgive me, I don't think we're one election away. I think that's happening right now. I mean, but they don't they don't have the votes at the moment is what I meant. Well, don't don't be silly. The uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which was very cleverly titled uh, to make people think it was something to do with inflation, is all about the Green New Deal. It's hundreds of billions of dollars going to uh, climate friendly initiatives, particularly uh, relating to electric vehicles and other electrification efforts. When you talked earlier about shutting down gas stoves, that's all, they're pushing us to electrify. That's their big plan. The problem is our energy grid isn't anywhere near ready to make that kind of transition. We don't have uh, renewables enough to supply the power for the energy grid. I actually don't think, if you took half the Democrats in Congress and asked them, where does our power come from? They would have no idea. They think you plug something in the wall and amazingly there's electricity there. You have to create that electricity. It is appallingly ignorant. Uh, And and I liken where we are now to someone building uh, a house with four pillars and the pillars are all different uh, heights and they're not going to be able to balance and the whole thing's going to fall apart. That's what we're doing right now with our energy industries. And it is shameful because our country, one of our country's great geopolitical advantages is copious fossil fuels. China doesn't have that. So if mm-hmm. you were a Chinese uh, strategist, what's the best way to undermine uh, American dominance? Probably go after our energy industries. And so, uh, you know, that's what's happening. And, and you can bet some of the funding for some of these climate initiatives are, are coming from people who don't really love America. Um, I, I think it's just appalling, but that's where we are. Mike? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's over. Um, I, I think we can't get rid of these people without, by peaceful means anymore. I don't think we can have a fair election. Uh, they don't listen. Then they're clearly clowns in terms of climate. We had a, a, an excellent guest yesterday that said, listen, what they're planning for the climate people is a massive reduction in the world's population by annihilation. And at the best, uh, these alternate energies can produce one third of uh, what we need on a daily or a yearly basis, uh, as long as it's not cloudy and the winds are not still and the tides are rough. And, you know, how are they going to control those things? <laughs> it's a, uh, they're all worthwhile uh, 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 getting rid of. It's, it's, it's a nuts situation, and it, there's nowhere in the Constitution that Americans have to put up with this. Well, I, I choose to think that we indeed can have an election where we balance these people. I think America, I think American voters have to understand the situation. And unfortunately, that is a bit of a problem because if the if in California, all of a sudden you have brownouts, the officials in California do not ascribe it to their draconian mandates on renewable energy, which indeed is the source of California's energy problems and electricity outages. They will make up some other bogus reason why electricity bills there are way above the national average, why they can't charge their electric vehicles except at night, et cetera. You know, unfortunately, you have to do a little bit of homework to really understand what's going on. You know, you guys are trying to spread the word, which is great. I do the same thing. 
But we have to just keep explaining to people the risk of this tremendous push to get rid of fossil fuels. The risks are enormous because as you just suggested, the renewables like wind and solar are great sources of energy, but they are they require redundancy. You have to have backup. Um, and I always cite the example of England going headlong into use of wind towers in the North Sea, which as it happens, stopped turning uh, in August a year ago. And all of a sudden, you know, electricity prices in England went up sixfold because all of a sudden they had a shortage. These are not things you make up. This is literally what happened. So people didn't, need to know that, that. Didn't that happen in Germany also, Liz? Germany well, had there have been there ha yes, there have been wind farms that were shut down in Germany because there wasn't enough wind. But you know, the mm -hmm. North Sea is pretty reliable source of wind. I mean, it's a pretty awful place to do business in any way, or drill for oil or whatever. But, you know, guess what? Every now and then nature takes a time out. And as you say, mm -hmm. they, you can't predict it. No, you can't. They can't make it not get dark at night. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> I mean, my message to your listeners is please, 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 whoever the Republican candidate is in 2024, vote. Because I do believe uh, that the appetite for change is going to be profound. But if people get discouraged, they don't think elections are fair, they're not going to turn out. And boy, oh boy, I don't think we can handle four more years of a Democrat administration. Oh, absolutely. We agree with that. that. And, you know, we, we've also seen, uh, you know, speaking of China, that some of the, a lot of these uh, wind windmills come out, uh, uh, the materials come out from China and they're built. And we've seen sure. in North America, we've seen in North America, we've seen in, in other places that the Chinese also put in, uh, in um uh, electrical intelligence com uh, uh, components. They can collect information from them. It's no wonder they're trying to build wind farms near our military bases in this country. It's, it's, uh, it's just an astounding situation to be in for people who are supposed to be intelligent. Yeah. But they're just on the other side of the fence. I think we've got to come to grips with that, that these yeah. people are intending to destroy the republic and the constitution that governs it. Well, I, I think they are our enemies. I think you have to say that. And they certainly behave that way these days. And it makes me sick when I see, uh, you know, recently their military leaders declined to meet with Lloyd Austin, our Secretary of Defense. And in response, right now, Anthony Blinken is planning to hurry over to Beijing in hopes of meeting with Xi Jinping. I mean, it's humiliating. America mm -hmm. is bigger, stronger, wealthier than China. We continue to pretend that's not the case, but it is the case. Uh, and we should be ceding no ground to China whatsoever. We can do better without China. They cannot do well without us. And yes, we have a lot of investments in China, a lot of commingled activities. Uh, but you know what? That's as important for China as it is for us. We have to grow a backbone in dealing with this country. Well, you, you know, know, Liz, you're absolutely right. There's reports right now that China is calling money in for, from a lot of banks, state banks outside the country, too, in Southeast Asia. So their economy is not, you know, their economy is not right doing now. well. That's right. right. It's one of the big 
mysteries right now um, for people in finance and in, in the economic world is what what's wrong in China. And I, I think it's very interesting. They, for many, uh, many years, have talked about um, shifting their engine of production, if you will, away from exports to domestic consumption. It's not right. working. Uh, right. Why isn't it working? Because Ameri- Chinese have no confidence in their government. Uh, they, the government, as you know, has had very erratic policies. They've clamped down on tech. They, you know, Xi Jinping wants all the power in the country under his uh, office, and now he has it, and he really doesn't know how to run the economy. So they kind of have these stop-start lurching attacks on various domestic industries, and then they back off. But right now, you know, the sci- youth unemployment is over 20%. There's real restlessness in China. And in that kind of circumstance, you don't go out and spend a lot of money. And by the way, it was just like a nanosecond ago that Xi Jinping was telling people to avoid conspicuous consumption, you know, sit on their wealth, et cetera. It's an incredibly weird place. And obviously he is a totally autocratic Mao Zedong kind of uh, dictator. And that's how he's running China. And it's, and it's not working. And, and I think there has been much too little conversation about that in our country. Instead, as I say, we have our officials saying, oh, please, please, pretty please, won't you meet with me? Oh, my gosh. It, makes, it turns my stomach. Well, I can, I can think of uh, no reason to meet with somebody like Blinken. You know, yeah, well, most of these people are just don't, they're not worth your time. The one thing I find amazing is that we bumble around and we don't think about what history has shown us in the past century. Um, the whole uh, lead-in to the war, uh, the First World War, was not just the assassination of the Archduke, but everybody trying to figure out if we don't do it now, when can we do it? Can we do it again, or will they surpass us and they'll be too strong for us to attack? Same thing. Mike, in- Mike we're coming down to the last minute. Okay. Go ahead. The other thing I was going to say is it's the same thing about uh, Japan. Uh, Japan attacked us knowing full well that they could never be stronger than our, we are, but they thought they could not hold the line much longer because of the ravages of our, of our uh, economic sanctions on them and the fact that the American uh, in industry in terms of war production was basically untapped at that time. So there's a lesson here. There's someone out there thinking if we don't do it now, we're never going to be able to do it. And the Americans will remain powerful and, and perhaps uh, the lead country in the world. Okay, yeah. Liz, you get the final word. Well, I, I would hope that, uh, as I say, voters kind of take a hard look at all these issues, uh, vote out the Democrats. We've got to have Republicans. And I know not everyone loves everyone Republican. You know what? you got to pick your team. My team is the GOP. I think that their uh, policies are the best. And I think we need to really have an about face because, boy, uh, we're heading down the wrong path in America. 70% of the country thinks that. I sure do, too. Yeah. Thank you, Liz Peak. Thank you for coming on the National Security Hour with two mics. Thank you. My, ma'am. Pl- my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. 
America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rex nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com with Liberty and Justice for All, where you come to hear the truth. The outlaw truth. Hey, Mike, what did you think of that? What did you think of that? I mean, Liz really hits it out of the park on that one, doesn't she? Yeah, doesn't she does. She? I think she's a little Pollyannish about uh, how good our elections are, uh, depending on, uh, you know, thinking we can turn things around with a new president. Uh, I don't know how he's going to get to be president is the, is the trouble. Mm. Uh, it cost us in, in uh, you know, probably cost us the Senate in the 2022 election. And then we had, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, we probably would have won more seats too. And then we had the presidential election, was, which was obviously robbed. The, you know, the idea that a common sense American can't figure out that a walking corpse like Biden is not going to get 81 million votes from Americans, uh, no matter how much 24 hour a day hate they pour on Trump, people are just not going to vote against their interests of their family, against peace, against the uh, injection of uh, 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 depravity into their schools. It, it's, it's, it's a fact. And so she's always a brilliant lady on economics, but I, I thought she was a little Pollyannish on thinking that uh, elections are the cure for sure. And they well, may- you know, they have some, they have optimists, realists, and pessimists, right? So there you go. Well, I guess so. I guess you, you have to be very optimistic to think that elections at this point are the cure without mm-hmm. some kind of a, of a removal of um, the people who are now guiding us to this disaster deliberately. And on that, remember, we saw this week, Colonel, the, uh, uh, that w- famous war correspondent, uh, Michael Yan, published, a, uh, uh, I think, two photographs of a place in Panama at the something called the Darien Gap was that I think that was it. Uh, and they were there. Uh, they look like small military facilities where people are housed when they arrive from further down in in Latin America or maybe over from the Central America. I don't know. Uh, but then they're sent into the United States across you know, the border, which which thanks to this nitwit in the White House is is wide open. And one of the points he made was about 750 Chinese military-age men go through uh, every week. 
well, it's kind of simple mathematics that every 10 weeks, that's 7,500. And over the course of a year, it's uh, what? Um, five, 30, 40,000 people probably. And it's, it's, uh, and, and it's a place where the, that character who's the secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Mayorkas, visited to make sure that everything was running okay. So uh, the, the idea that somehow we can get out of this by elections when they have the ability to um, suborn foreign governments, which they've done with the Panamanian government, and uh, have the border open, uh, how is that going to be? I even heard this week that uh, that man named Ritter, uh, he's been very outspoken on the inaccurate about the war in um, uh, Iraq, U- Ukraine, and Ukraine. Iraq, Iraq before that. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that uh, the, the last thing you want is to have the American military engaged inside the United States with uh, uh, combat mm-hmm. because some Americans will get killed. And I, and I was, I sat there and listened to him and I pulled it back and listened to it again. And I hit I, and I say, here's a combat Marine who's been in a lot of hot spots in the world and uh, is arguing that uh, border defense is not mm-hmm. the responsibility of um, the military. And I think in the first instance, he's right. If you have a competent border patrol system and, and laws that are enforced rather than ignored, then you, you do indeed have an ability to handle it as a civil law enforcement matter. But it's too late for that. Uh, you think it, so, Mike? I, I think it's too late for that. They, they, what are they talking? Over 2 million of those people came into this country this year. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, and it's got to be fixed, and it's got to be fixed quickly. I think, I think that's a thing that that's missed in much of the media. Uh, the hysterical people on the left, right, of course, that the that the country is going to fall and whites will be eliminated, and the conservatives say we just got to play along and 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 do the best we can in the system as it sit, as it sits at the moment. Well, that's fine. That probably all makes sense on as long as you have time, but it there is no time left. Well, Mike, just think about this for a minute. Our own, our president, and a lot of it of his uh, administration call white people white supremacists. That alone should juggle anybody. But again, I'll go back to the pulpits. There's no noise. Protestant, Catholics, whatever you are, Universalists, Buddhist, Hindus. You know, no one saying a word. No one has a. Now, can you imagine? <clears throat> Donald Trump comes out and says. Or another president comes out and says, black supremacists, all these black, oh, black supremacists, extremists. Can you imagine the, the blowback from all of these uh, grifter organizations, NAACP and so on? Right. But you or don't sharp. have anybody. You don't have anybody on the right. No. Nope. Sharp yeah. didn't come out and make another five, six million on that. Yeah. Tax free, too. Yeah. He doesn't have to pay that. No. And they'd have like every cable channel talking about how the white people need to pay another trillion dollars of this or whatever and this and that, you know, it's just, but nobody speaks up for it. I mean, listen, sorry to say we're a majority, a majority, and I'm not apologizing for it. We're a majority and it's hands down. So I think what we should do, and I saw one on one of these guys put on Twitter, a little picture, W E T white entertainment television. I think we should start that stuff. 
white this, white that, and yeah. let him freak out. You know, you get a guy like uh, Jared Taylor uh, of American Renaissance. You know, they call him a total racist, whatever, you know. You get, you know, Michelle Malkin, who's a, a Filipino, right? And uh, she goes to his thing, oh, she's a racist. She's a white supremacist. Really? Uh, how, do you, how do you put that together, you know? And then uh, another guy, V-Dare, V-D-A-R-E, they got a, a website and they're on Twitter and they're being sued by somebody like, I don't know, New York or SPLC. And SPLC has been bothering them forever. Another grift organization. But anytime you, you talk about what's happening with the minority, again, let's go back to 13% of the population. But they have they, the power is unbelievable. And then what is the gay community? 1.3, Mike, 1.3%. I don't even know. Um, they probably don't know themselves. I think it's no, just I think the last I, the last I looked on the Pride Month. Now you get a whole month. Check this out. Yeah, one point three, and you got this moron in the White House that puts up a Pride flag at the at the White House and two American flags on the side. Which, by the way, as you know, the American flag has to be the main one, not, not the side arm. You know what I mean? Well, there's and, a, whole um, str- a string of pictures the other day that showed our embassies overseas. Yeah. And the, that that stupid pride flag flag was right under old glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 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 just ridiculous. No one yeah. in their right mind would go to war to defend uh, uh, depravity. You just, well, don't you know, quit. let the depravity put the uniform on with Rachel and then they <laughs> all can go together. Right. Yeah. Now, think about this. You got a whole month. Now, here's another thing. D.C. said yesterday in the news, D.C. said yesterday um, that. The Pride Parade in D.C. quadrupled since 2000, I want to say 19, quadrupled. So how many people flew into D.C. for this, right? <laughs> now, imagine that. But it was all over the main news in the D.C. area, metro area, right? You know, this Pride thing, everything's Pride. Okay, I'm going to repeat it. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a parson. I'm not anything. I'm just a human being who loves God. You know, in the Bible, it says Pride comes before the fall. Now, you can read it for yourself. You can go on Google. You can go on Bing. Why do we always have to give Google the credit? Go to DuckDuckGo, Bing, whatever, okay? Go to non-intervention. <laughs> See that? Non-intervention2.com. You get all the stuff you want on that blog, too. But, you know, just think about it. We're, we're, we're showing pride that this is, this is pride. This is not pride. Like, Mike, what's your favorite words? The MD, right? Miscreants and deviants, yeah. you know? Miscreants and deviants. That's Miscreants. right. It's an MD. We should get a license plate made with that MD. Yeah. <laughs> you know, miscreants and deviants, you know? It's just amazing. And no, like, in other words, now here's the, here's, here's the catch. They leaked it. This is, where you, this is where you, the American people listening to, by the way, you're on the National Security Hour. I think you know that by now. But- on AmericaOutloud.com, there's a lot of shows, but you're not going to hear what I'm going to say right now. This is where you can stand up and say, wait a minute, pride, they, all this pride thing they're saying is a First Amendment right. So you fake ass Christians that are listening to this or on this network, stand up and say, then this is our First Amendment right, the Ten Commandments and the Bible. OK, just get up and say it. Just get right in it, because if they got this right. As a First Amendment right, we have our right to. Does that make sense to you, Mike? I know you're not a lawyer, but it makes sense to you. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I, no, don't ever call me a lawyer. Right. I mean, that, but I, I, I wouldn't, terrible I'd thing to say about anybody. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I know that. That's like, oh, gosh, that's like calling somebody a whatever. Not, <laughs> not a derogatory word. Let's put it that way. 
<laughs> you know, in, in Virginia, we have one lawyer for every seven people in the country, in the state population. There's one for every seven. It's such a good business in Virginia. I mean, what did I say years ago, Mike, on the radio? I said, if they didn't have tech and lawyers in Virginia, it'd still be selling tobacco and uh, peanuts. Yeah. You know, that's that's what brought the industry to, to Virginia. Uh, IT and lawyers, you know, and they knew how to sue that Marlboro man pretty well, didn't they? What yeah. they get? 450. Mark Warner was the governor. Senator Mark Warner was the governor. They got $450 million settlement on cigarettes. And what do they do? What do they do? He made sure that everybody got a pamphlet on how to quit smoking with free nicotine, something or other. You know, you just chew it and you just try to quit smoking. And he took that money and built roads. He says, well, we could use the 400 million for roads. Well, what about the guys that, you know, had cancer and stuff? What about the guys that were addicted to this stuff? Didn't you put them to a treatment center? Nah, give them a pamphlet. That was the great <laughs> Mark Warner, who's now a senator in your in the United States Senate, who also was, by the way, in case you forgot, don't forget. I always say don't forget. He was in charge of the Russia collusion hoax. <laughs> he said they had the shit on Trump. They had it. They had it on Trump. And what did we find out? They had nothing, nothing. Now, even the great Lionel and Bill Barr and everybody says, well, even if half of these things are true or one third of these things are true, Trump's up the uh, river. Really? Well, they're just going to have to peel the onion, as we say in the kitchen. Peel the onion one by one by one. They're going to find out all this stuff is BS. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he had boxes in the toilet. Did you hear that, Mike? He had boxes in the bathroom. Well, you know, maybe he didn't have any room in his bedroom. So he put him in the bathroom. What do you know? You know what I mean? And they don't tell you where the bathroom is. You know, no, and apparently they have a guy. Yeah, they apparently it's, say it's, the bathroom's. Yeah. I, I have never, Colonel, seen such concentrated hate. Oh, it is. For it so is. long. It's hard to hate. For that long a time now, it's there. It's into their what seventh or eighth year. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there was a there was a very short video. I, I I don't know if I saw it today or yesterday, but a guy come on, and and just a, a normal everyday guy coming on and saying, "What the hell do you does does Trump have on you guys? Right? What keeps you going like this?" And it's it it must be true. And whether we're ever going to find out is is another question, but. It, who would have thought that America would come to the day where its national security is not at risk much of anywhere in the world, except for the, the, the neocons, but it's disastrously, disastrously uh, in peril inside the United States. Yeah. You know, enemies foreign and domestic. Well, we have more domestic enemies at the moment uh, than we can possibly handle uh, in, in the normal course of uh, law enforcement or, or, or judiciary. Well, in the last couple of minutes, I just want to say this for you, and you could make a comment about what you think, Mike. Iran, Iraq, some of the Gulf guys, everybody got together and they're going to do this new naval response, which they're going to, uh, with China, they're going to uh, monitor and control uh, the Persian Gulf uh, routes. So basically, just so you know, everybody, uh, we're telling you right now on National Security Hour, okay? Uh, America is out of that picture. You could get the boats and the ships and put them around the area, but they don't need you anymore. All the Arab nations, the Gulf nations have just said, no, no, we can do it ourselves. Thank you very much. I know it's going to piss off the I country. Uh, they'll probably be upset about that. But remember this. Why did they do it? And why did they join China with this? Why did they join China with this? 
Mike, I know you have the answer. We have four minutes. <laughs> well, I think there's a, a degree of animosity around the world, especially amongst the the, the people in the in or the governments of, of the Middle East, and about American uh, wars, American. Uh, control for years, we controlled uh, the price of oil in Saudi Arabia, for example. Would you say control? Would you say Biden too? I mean, come on. No, not Biden. B- Biden is a, is a, a a loser par excellence. But f- after World War II and for a long time, we controlled the price of oil that the Saudis were producing in return for us arming them and doing other things that they couldn't do for themselves. Well, that time is gone. Right. China can do it construction wise, anything that we can do. Mm-hmm. And the Saudis increasingly are doing things at home that they haven't done before in terms of technology and in terms of construction. So all of those things are uh, changing. The world is changing in that way. But the, the, the point for us is they can go pound sand because we have enough oil for ourselves here. We don't need it, mm-hmm. except that Biden turned everything off. Well, I think Biden just pissed everybody off in plain English. Besides, he what he did is he he made such a goofball out of this country that the Arabs uh, remember they have Sharia law. okay? yes. And when they what they see with this Pride Month and all this other crap, you know, with the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, they're looking at this and saying, we don't want to be a part of this. China is not pushing this. Russia is not pushing this. The Arab countries are not pushing this. In my opinion, I just think they said, okay, just chalk them up for now. And if they get another election ever in their lifetime, you know, we'll talk about, you know, having an alliance again. Okay. But I just think at this point, they look at us like, you know, uh, the rubber ducky, you know, in the the bathtub. Well, in in, in some ways, you know, they regard us as irreligious or or atheists. And and I think that's the, the point you're making is a very accurate one because they they do have respect for religious people. They, they prefer it to be uh, a respect for Islam. But we were known as a Christian nation and one religion help or, you know, we're one religious country allying with another religious country is a, is a good minute, idea from their, from their viewpoint. So right. I, I, I think this whole our, our focus should be inside this country at the moment. All right. Let me just close it up for the show. We want to thank you for coming back. And I thank our guest. Today, Liz Peak. I want to thank you for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. Hey, we mean that. You know, it's AmericaOutloud.com with liberty and justice for all. We want to thank executive producer Mary Fanning. We want to thank our producer, Fadi. And we want to thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Don't forget, National Security Hour, five days a week, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And thank you, and we'll see you again.